You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports. It's Thursday, September 9th. What a show we have for you. We've got an exclusive interview with Congressman Tom Tiffany of the state of Wisconsin. He has been at the forefront of raising concerns about the way the vetting of Afghan refugees is being conducted. As we now know, it went from their being vetted in Afghanistan before they get put on a plane to now... They're getting vetted on the back end after they're already in the United States. Congressman Tiffany has raised some pretty big concerns. He's going to tell us about a new hole in the vetting process that he has uncovered by talking to frontline agents and frontline military folks. You're going to want to hear this. This one's going to shock you when you hear it. Something really basic in the security system. Also, there are rumblings of a communicable disease outbreak, measles, in his state at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, where thousands of Afghan refugees have already been moved. We're going to find out if that's true. And then before we head into the 9-11 weekend, I'm going to play a little snippet of one of my interviews with Congressman Lee Hamilton. If you remember him, Democrat from Indiana, one of the most influential Democrats of his generation. And he was the co-chairman, along with Republican Governor Tom Keene of New Jersey, of the 9-11 Commission. And this Saturday, this Saturday, we're going to have a special edition of this podcast. My life was forever changed on 9-11. My family has many connections to 9-11. I lost one of my good friends on the plane that smashed into the Pentagon a woman named Barbara Olson, who was a great Senate investigator, the wife of then Solicitor General of the United States, a Justice Department official, Ted Olson. And Ted Olson is going to be one of our guests on that show. My dad was a police chief in Easton, Connecticut, which lost several members of its tiny town in that tragedy, including the youngest of all members die, a young baby on one of the planes that hit the tower. That was a big moment for my dad, and my dad spent the next year giving lots of speeches as the Connecticut Chiefs of Police Association president on how we had to fight the war on terror and never let this happen again. So we have an amazing lineup for you on Saturday. This is going to be a special broadcast. We're going to do it at 7 a.m., Joining us is Bernard Carrick, Bernie Carrick, the former commissioner of NYPD. He was there on 9-11 running the NYPD. 
He has some amazing anecdotes and stories about what happened that day and what lessons we still haven't learned all the way later. We've got Congressman Lee Hamilton. We're going to play a little of that in just a second of that of his interview. And then we have Ted Olson, the former Solicitor General of the United States. We've got Frank Siller, whose brother Stephen Siller, the great firefighter, ran through the Lincoln Tunnel with his gear on his back all the way up the stairs of the Trade Center Towers, only to die there trying to rescue Americans. We have many more great guests, an all-star cast, because here at Just the News, here at John Solomon Reports, we are determined never to forget what happened that day. Now, this whole special has been made possible by our partner, the folks at Policy Genius. And I want to thank them personally for this. 9-11 is a day that I will never forget. And I am determined to use whatever bullhorn I have as a journalist to never let Americans forget that day. Well, the great folks at Policy Genius are making this special possible. They are the sponsors, the partners for this incredible show on Saturday. Please check it out. I know normally you don't get a podcast from me on the weekends. Usually Friday wraps it for the weekend. But this weekend, we're going to have a very special podcast. 9-11, we never forget. That is the name of the podcast. And our good friends at Policy Genius are the reason we're able to do this. For those of you who don't know who Policy Genius is, let me tell you who they are. Do you like to save money like on auto and car insurance and homeowners insurance well then you got to know policy genius this is straight from their statistics not in doubt they save customers an average of one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance let me just give you that again twelve hundred fifty dollars a year wouldn't you like to have twelve hundred fifty dollars back in your wallet back to spend on hey maybe some kansas city steaks or some other things maybe a new freedom phone well, here's how you're going to save that money. You're going to go right now to policygenius.com and enroll, and they will look for you and try to find you ways to save money. They save, as I said, $1,250 per year over what people were paying combined for home and auto insurance, $435 a year savings just on people who are starting for the first time on auto insurance, and new customers, $350 per year on homeowner's insurance. That is a huge savings. Hey, maybe you can take some of the money and donate it to Tunnel to Towers. You can maybe get some Kansas City steaks, right? So many ways you can spend that money, donate it, put it towards the college kids' tuition, towards retirement. You'd be crazy not to save money. And so check it out. My friends at Policy Genius, they are our partners for this incredible special on Saturday. 9-11, we will never forget. That's the name of the special. So how do you take advantage of this? How do you get the money saved before you even get to listen to the podcast on Saturday? It's really simple. Head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then they'll take that data, compare rates from America's top insurers, everything from Allstate to Progressive, and they're going to find you the lowest quotes. And if they find you a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. They do all the work. You make the savings and you don't have to pay them. What a great deal. Their top-notch service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews. That means everyday Americans like you and I have used them and said, five stars, double thumbs up. These guys are the best. So if you want to thank them for sponsoring this special, for making such incredible guests possible as Lee Hamilton, Bernie Carrick, Ted Olson, Frank Siller, so many others, Head to policygenius.com right now and get started. Policy Genius, what do they say? When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. It 
it's nice to get 1250 bucks back in your wallet. I'm going to do it. I know you should too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to play just a few excerpts of our exclusive interview with Congressman Lee Hamilton. He's retired. Uh, he's at Indiana University. You are going to want to listen to what he had to say about the state of Washington, about bipartisanship, about mistakes Democrats may be making right now. It is worth listening to. We're going to play the whole interview in its entirety Saturday on our 9-11 special. But right after this commercial break, quite a piece of news from Congressman Lee Hamilton. We'll be right back. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Remember to support all of our great sponsors and advertisers. They make this show possible. They make the investigative and breaking news journalism of just the news possible. If you like those products and you want to thank them, go check out their services, particularly my good friends at Policy Genius, where they are sponsoring our great 9-11 special this coming weekend. All right. I had this interview with Lee Hamilton. Let's set the stage. He was probably one of the most consequential Democratic members of Congress of his generation. He spent decades in Congress. He was one of the Democrats' most important foreign policy experts, national security experts. He was so revered and distinguished at the time that when 9-11 occurred and when it became important that we get bipartisan, honest facts about what happened that day, they turned to him and said, we want you to be Our country turned to him and said, we want you to be the co-chairman of the 9-11 Commission. He joined New Jersey Governor Tom Kane, a Republican, and they did an honest, thorough, bipartisan investigation, which identified all the failures to connect the dots, all the failures to communicate real threats in real time that preceded the extraordinary attacks on our country that resulted in nearly 3,000 deaths in Washington, D.C., New York City at the Twin Towers, and of course, in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So the whole interview is going to be here Saturday, but I just want you to listen to this little exchange I had with him. I asked him what is going on in Washington and what's wrong with it, and he had some pretty strong words of rebuke for his own party, the Democrats, for trying to shove things through Washington without any bipartisan support. Such an important piece of wisdom from a Democrat who puts country before party. Just listen to this clip. You always had a remarkable reputation, sir, of being able to work with all sides of the aisles, right? Your side, the Democratic side, the Republican side. 
How concerned are you about the polarization of our country right now? And do you have any advice for the generation that's there now in the Marble Asylum? What can they do to try to talk more about we in America and less about us and them inside America? I think you have to remember that you do not accomplish, I don't think, anything of lasting value in our complicated government unless you do it in a bipartisan way. You can do something as a Democrat, and it can be helpful, but it will not be long-lasting unless you invite the Republicans in, and vice versa. You right. can do something worthwhile as a Republican. But look, we have to have bilateral partisan effort in order to do anything of lasting value in our country. The Democrats will be in office for one day. They'll be out the next day. Right. The same is true of the Republicans. You've got to do it in a bipartisan way. Yes. So it won't be done permanently. We seem to forget that in this generation that we have now. And I, I've been watching this town for a long time. And your generation, I think, showed it could be done. This generation seems to struggle a lot with it. As you look out now, we're entering the third decade of the war on terrorism, and it clearly isn't over. I mean, obviously, we may have pulled out of Afghanistan, but the threat and the determination of the enemy is still there. First, start with how we exited Afghanistan. Any concerns about what we leave behind there and what could happen in Afghanistan? Well, look, I, uh, I think the first question that you have to address when you decide to deal with a country like Afghanistan, and of course it applies across the board, you have to ask yourself the question, what is the American national interest in this country? That has to be the focus. Now, let's talk about Afghanistan a moment. There are very few countries on the face of the globe where we have less of an interest than Afghanistan. Having said that, we have important interests there. We do not want Afghanistan to be used, by way of illustration, as a safe haven from which an attack on us or our friends could be made. Now, that's a very important national interest to the United States. We cannot do much with it unless we have bipartisan cooperation in dealing with that kind of a problem. So I think when I look at all of our problems today, I often say to myself, we do not sit down early on and spell out precisely what the interest is in that country. Mm. Such good wisdom. You're right. And all our foreign policy in the years where it worked, it always started with what's the American interest and then how do we achieve it? And it seems like we've gotten away from that basics. The Secretary of Defense Austin, uh, General Milley, Chairman of uh, Joint Chiefs, have all said that they have an assessment that within two years, a, a terror attack could potentially be staged from Afghanistan upon an American interest. Lloyd Austin also said that he thought that al-Qaeda had a good chance of reconstituting itself in Afghanistan. When you hear our top leaders say that, what's your first impression about that? My first impression is they're right. There is a tendency we have to go after a problem hard 
aggressively, right. oftentimes effectively, but we don't sustain it. These are not problems. Terrorism is a good illustration that we're going to solve. What you do is you manage it. You try to reduce the impact of the bad things and increase some of the good things that we do. So I think you have to get your mindset has to be one of permanence and understanding that these threats come and go. They rise and fall in urgency, but they continue. And your response has to be institutions that are flexible and are well-staffed, well-resourced, and able to go with the flow of events around the world. What an idea, huh? Just think about that, what Lee Hamilton just said. Nothing of lasting value comes unless it has bipartisan support in Washington. Words of wisdom, words of rebuke for the current all-democratic leadership of Washington that is trying to ram through things without any bipartisan support. Congressman Hamilton knows he did it in Congress. He reached across the aisle. He gave us extraordinary wisdom and facts and information about after 9-11. And this Saturday, you're going to hear his whole interview. He's got, I got a little teaser for you. He identified the one big lesson he still doesn't think America has learned from 9-11. You got to listen to that. Tune in Saturday when Policy Genius helps me put on a 9-11 spectacular special 20th anniversary what we've learned what we haven't learned what lies ahead in the war on terrorism because despite what some people are saying the war on terrorism is far from over lee hamilton will be one of our key guests all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back congressman tom tiffany's here you are not going to want to miss this his home state of wisconsin is one of the largest staging areas for where afghan refugees are being delivered into our country he has some big Big words of caution, and you're going to want to hear that right after this commercial break. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest from one of my favorite states. I spent eight years there in the great state of Wisconsin. Congressman Tom Tiffany is joining us. Congressman, great to have you on the show. John, it's good to be with you today. 
it's an amazing day, and I know how busy it is for members of Congress, but you have been one of the most important voices on stressing that we can't let our guard down and we can't drop the ball on vetting these Afghan refugees that we're bringing to the United States. We want to make sure we protect the right ones and get them here for those who served with us. But uh, you have seen an awful lot of holes. You've been really concerned about us. Tell us what makes you most concerned about this, the situation as the Biden administration has set it up. Yeah, you know, how this was really born out of is almost two weeks ago, John, I was down at Fort McCoy and I went in with some skepticism and it turns out in regards to the vetting process, and it turns out that that skepticism was warranted because the key question we asked, because I went with some other members of the Wisconsin delegation, is we asked, um, are these people here, how many are on special immigration visas? And it turns out there were none, not one. And I would. That's remarkable. I would hazard a guess with there's over 10,000 now at Fort McCoy. I think the number's up to nearly 13,000. Right. I would bet none of them are there on a special immigration visa. And why that is so important is that's what the administration represented to us three to four weeks ago. They said these people are coming here on SIVs and they're being fully vetted and all the rest. And people that have went through the SIV process in Afghanistan in the first three months of this year, 84% of them were rejected. And now you don't have a government in place to really be able to check at all. Right. And it, so it's deeply concerning that there is not a good vetting process going on. And I can, I can virtually guarantee the American people it is not being done appropriately, especially for someone who's been to the border, southern border twice this year. Homeland Security is not doing their job in terms of vetting. Yeah, you don't have a lot of confidence in the Mayorkas regime, do you? Uh, no, none. I mean, having two trips down to the southern border, right. to the Rio Grande, and then going to Panama also the end of May, and hearing the Panamanian government saying that they're really concerned about people with terrorist ties coming up the Panamanian pipeline all the way to South Texas, they're deeply concerned about that, yet our government, the Biden administration, just waves it off, and boy, this is a whole new game compared to when we went to Afghanistan, now bringing people into our country that is a country that is the number one purveyor of terrorism in the world with the Taliban running the operation. Yeah, boy, it's got all the hallmarks of a a red blinking flashing light. Now, when we do vetting right, right, we have identity checks, we do things that you have found, I think, a major gap in the vetting process as it relates to social media. Can you talk a little bit about what you found there and what you're concerned about? You know, I've had some great discussions with veterans in my district, and some of them, we've helped them to be able to get people out of Afghanistan that were warranted to come out of Afghanistan that were helpful to our troops. And those people deserve it. And I believe those people number in the thousands, not 134,000 as we see today that have come to the United States. But one of the things a veteran told me when he did two tours in Iraq, and he said, we always check social media. And it appears that the Biden administration, the State Department is not doing any checks on social media. And that's one of the number one places you can find at this point um, what people's you know true beliefs are. Right. I mean, employers across the United States, they check social media all the time when all they're right. interviewing people. They're not doing that in this case um, to review these people because the veteran I spoke to, he said, we would find out oftentimes if people had ties 
to Islamic terrorism or an extreme Islamic ideology that does not jibe with our Western values, they were able to glean them out by reviewing social media, and that is not happening here in this vetting process, which is a huge hole. Right. It's unbelievable to think about it, right? Something that simple, right? That we know we've done it for years. That's how we found and, and thwarted terrorist spots on our own soil at the times. And we know radicalization goes on in social media and we're not checking it at all. It, it's, it's mind-numbing. John, you know, it's for those people that are skeptical out there also, they're right. like, you know, come on, Congressman Tiffany, you know, you, you got to cut some people some slack a little bit and all the rest. I mean, we had State Department officials saying two weeks ago when we they did. were loading people up coming out of Afghanistan, they said, get them on the planes, we'll sort the immigration status out later. <laughs> and Secretary Blinken acknowledged that this last weekend did. on the Sunday news shows, that that's exactly what they did. That is a terrible way to handle national security. Yeah, it is. I think his exact was we're vetting on the back end, meaning after they're already in the U.S. presence, they're vetting them after the fact. That seems to be backwards in the most impossible of ways. Just to continue on that thought just a second, you're correct, that's the wrong way to do it. But we heard from the people at Fort McCoy, the commanding officer, he said, they're vetted before they come here. So there's not vetting happening at Fort McCoy. Wow. At least that's what we heard two weeks ago, that the vetting was supposed to happen before they got to Fort McCoy. So when is it happening is a really good question at this point. Yeah, it, it almost sounds like a bad routine of Abbott and Costello, who's on first, right? Because everyone is yes. is moving the, the vetting to a different point in the timeline, and no one seems to know where it's really occurring. Uh, it just seems like a recipe for disaster. Now, we broke a story in just a couple days ago. An Afghan refugee uh, identified as someone who had worked as a contractor with the Defense Department, was getting on a plane for the United States, for Dulles Airport, out of Ramstein Air Base in Germany, when not an American surveillance person, but a German military officer spotted something suspicious in his carry-on luggage. They opened it up, and it turned out to be five blasting caps, a detonator cord, and a blasting tube. Now, they say they don't think this is terrorism, that it, this was stuff that he had gathered in relationship to his work. But the idea that he got to Afghanistan to Ramstad with this on there and was almost on a plane were it not for an alert German ally, how concerning is that to you? Deeply. And think about it. Some people waving aside that a person's bringing blasting caps and detonator yeah. wire on a plane, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, that's kind of uh, normal practice. How many people do that? that? I mean, that should absolutely send off, send off alarm bells of the vetting process that we're doing, but it really proves that the vetting process is not working. And you also look at, it appears from what we're hearing that there's a communicable disease outbreak going on in Fort McCoy. At right in point. your own state. So you have all these things happening. You have the person who I believe was a rapist that was deported. He came back in. Fortunately, they did catch him. But how many people are they not catching? And especially, is that sleeper cell starting? Because 9-11 is right around the corner, right? Right. And those people that perpetrated that on America, they were here on valid visas. Yep. And is the same thing happening now? And the big thing about this is that you can't be wrong if you're trying to protect the safety and security of Americans. Of those 134,000 people currently, you can't be wrong on one 
Because if one is that sleeper cell that ultimately commits the most, the next most heinous act of terror, I mean, that's harming Americans. That's our safety and security. And I would just say this, John, the American people gave over $2 trillion of their hard-earned money to fight these wars over in Afghanistan. Over 2,000 young men and women in the military gave their lives over there. Thousands more came back broken physically and psychologically. America has given in Afghanistan. Now to have terror come to the United States because we don't do the proper job of vetting people coming into our country would double down on the debacle that has been Afghanistan. When you look back, and I think I've heard you answer this question, but when you look back, are we safer on the 20th anniversary than we were before 9-11 or more vulnerable based on the signs that you're seeing? I hope we're safer, but hope is never an answer to national security. And that's what causes me such great concern is being an optimist by nature. I hope that we're in a better spot. But, um, boy, the actions of the last few weeks of the Biden administration and seeing what they've been doing on our southern border, where they're not vetting people down there. We know they're not vetting people coming into the country right now with the evacuation in Afghanistan. It does not give me much solace. I just don't think people can be sanguine about this issue yeah. because all it takes is one really bad actor and you have a disaster in the United States. Yep. The next Muhammad Atta could be one block away if he's gotten through this security, poor security. Um, as we look out over the next couple of weeks, what can Congress do? What can members of the public do to try to put pressure on the Biden administration to tighten up these things? It's pretty clear their answer is we're going to do it the way we're doing it. If we do it backwards, live with it. Do you think that there is a coalition inside Congress of bipartisan people that can really change or put pressure on the administration? Or are we inevitably on a collision course with the consequences of their behavior? Yes, there is the ability to change. And Senator Blumenthal from Connecticut began to talk about it a little bit. But it's up to Democrats. They have the majorities. They can act. They can say to the president, hey, you've got to take a different course here. Right. I mean, they can do something about it because clearly the president is not going to listen to us Republicans. He just simply has chosen not to. So Democrats can do something about it. But I think about my home state representative, Senator Baldwin, um, went to Fort McCoy. She dismissed it. Right. Representative Pocan, who has been so concerned about COVID, kind of waved past. Yeah, there's been a couple people with COVID that came into Fort McCoy. I mean, he got madder and heck at a local convenience store because people weren't wearing masks. But now he's not concerned about COVID coming into Fort McCoy. So Democrats like that are just purely in protect the president mode and rather than protect the American people as they should be. I mean, it is our number one task is to protect the safety and security of Americans. And Democrats are going to have to decide if they're going to do that, because the American people um, are deeply concerned about that. I hear from people all the yeah. time about it as more and more of this news comes out. But if there's an act of terror, or if we see incidents like happened after the big migrant surge in Europe in 2015, where you had the bombings in France and places like that, 
you had assaults that were going on in the streets of Austria and places like that. And the Europeans are now saying, hey, we're not going to be involved with this migrant surge. If incidents like that start happening in the United States, the American people are not going to be forgiving. Yeah, they certainly won't. And you're right. The 2015, mid-2010s, the experience in Europe really showed what happens when you had you ease up on the border screening almost instantly. The threat level goes up and terrible things happen. Congressman, we're so grateful for your time. I know how busy you are with everything going on in Congress, but uh, this was an important conversation. You're, you're ground zero in Wisconsin for this Afghan refugee. Uh, any parting thoughts about what you, what should be done at Fort McCoury? I mean, if, uh, are you still trying to get information on the measles outbreak? What what can we learn from that, and, uh, and what should we all be watching for in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we're searching for more information all the time in regards to this incomplete vetting process and it continues to come in. It concerns me that the commanding officer, when we were there two weeks ago, he said he suggested there's a capacity of 10,000 people. We're up to 13,000 evacuees now. And I just go back to what we said before. These people must be vetted in a safe third country. You cannot bring them over here and then expect that you're going to be able to send the bad guys back because the courts just don't let that happen. That's not our history in this country over the last couple decades. Once they're here, they're here. And to have this incomplete vetting process not being held in a third country has huge security implications for the people of the United States. And, you know, I'm going to add one other thing, John. Please. I sent a letter to the resettlement agencies, many of them connected with charitable organizations, right. religious organizations like Lutheran Social Services right. and Catholic, Catholic Charities. Charities right. I have been urging them to do a full vetting of anyone that they resettle because they're going to be resettling people in communities. And these organizations are known to be respected and that they make sure that they would never do anything to harm their local communities. I mean, think about Catholic Charities, Lutheran Social Services. The federal government, the letter I sent to them, I said the federal government is falling down on this vetting process. It is now up to you to make sure that you're not bringing harm to your local communities. I urge these major charitable organizations, the resettlement organizations, to make sure that the responsibility is now on you to make sure what is not done by our federal government gets done by you when you're resettling these people. Yeah, what an important message to send. And they are well-intentioned, right? They want to make things better. But, boy, if you if you drop the ball here, you're going to make your community a lot worse. Well, Congressman, thank you so much for everything you're doing to keep this issue on the front burner. It's so easy to get lost in the news, but this is a critical issue, and, and you've been one of the most cogent voices on it. We're really grateful for that. Glad to join you today, John. You too, sir. It was a great honor to have you on. I hope to have you on soon again. Let's do it again. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. You bet. Bye now. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. 
Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, that wraps it up. What a day. So grateful for Congressman Lee Hamilton, Congressman Tom Tiffany. Congressman Lee Hamilton, of course, retired, the former co-chairman of the 9-11 Commission. You're going to catch that whole interview Saturday along with Bernie Carrick, along with Ted Olson, along with Frank Siller, along with other star-studded luminaries and experts about 9-11. You're going to want to catch that. All right, and from Tom Tiffany, we learned a lot. The measles outbreak at the fort in his state, big warning sign, right? The not vetting the social media of Afghan refugees, big warning sign. The fact that a guy with blasting caps and a detonation wire got nearly got on a plane to the United States without being detected, were it not for an alert German military officer. Big warning sign. That's why we bring people on here so you can stay ahead of the news. That's what we do here. All right, we'll have another big show tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you and bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. And remember, we're less than two days away from the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Spend some time with us commemorating this extraordinary moment in American history. Great special made possible by our friends of Policy Genius, where they save you money on auto and car and home insurance every day. They're going to be here Saturday making it possible. Please tune in Saturday for a special edition of this podcast. We're all going to celebrate the solemn moment of 20 years after 9-11. Until then, God bless and good night. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor taxnetworkusa.com slash victor 
Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.